So this week we are talking about an episode two, how not to be a bitch to other people. Both how not to be a bitch to the people you love, because I think it's easy to be a bitch to to, to hurt let the ones you love. Yeah, to hurt yes. the ones you love. But then also how to manage difficult people that you don't necessarily like being around. But maybe you have to be around them because you're related to them. Yes. And then I have to hang around you, Deirdre, and you're my cousin. <laughs> um, and then also you just get stuck in a lot of social situations. Yeah. Friends of friends that you don't like, co-workers, bosses. You're always, always, always going to have to deal with people that you don't like. Yeah. So, Deirdre. Amy. Out of 10. Yes. How much of a bitch are you feeling today? Oh, I'd say only about a one. I'm not feeling very bitchy mm-hmm. today. I'm feeling quite zen. Do you think in life, how bitchy are you to other people? In general, I'm not too bitchy, but I can be an absolute bitch. I can be quite judgmental. Now, I, I'd, I'd like to think I am less judgmental than I was when I was younger, but maybe I'm just judgmental about different things. Maybe I just changed my uh, topic of judgment. Yeah, I think the more you live, the more you understand where other people are coming from, Absolutely. maybe. So you're not so judgy about where they're coming from. Yeah, I definitely used to be very judgmental about what I perceived was other people's weaknesses. One area in particular around stress. So when I started working, you know, if I heard people went on stress leave, I think what's she got to be stressed about? What's he got to be stressed about? She's like the least stressful job in the world. But then when I myself suffered from anxiety and stress, I realized it's so subjective. And actually anyone can suffer from mental illness. Anyone can suffer from, from stress. And I think I definitely became more compassionate or yeah, just less, less judgy and less of a bitch. Yeah, I've definitely been judgmental in the past, but the more judgmental you are to other people, the harder you are on yourself as well. If you spent your whole life thinking, why are they on stress leave? And why, like, what are they doing? That can't be that hard. And then you yourself suffer from stress. You would assume they would all be hard on you for... for the, yeah, you would assume that you would be judged the same way. Yeah. Um. Actually, that's an interesting point because I had an incident where I was with a friend and they had done something stupid in work like printed out some stuff on a photocopier that they shouldn't have printed out during work time and there it wasn't anything as bad as there are it was just like uh, bank details or flights or something like that um and you know they had this very serious persona in work where they were like the accountant basically and they never they never made a mistake or anything anyway so this incident happened and I just thought they were really overreacting because I was I was saying at the time sure nobody cares everybody does that and they were like no 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 but I I don't do this and then when I pushed a little bit more I said but you wouldn't judge other people for doing it and they went yes yes I would I don't think Mm. and that was the crux of it they judged people very harshly for this behavior and therefore assumed that others would judge them the same way when actually no No one one would no one would care no one would give a shit no one you know it's not something that would upset other people so this is the point of our two-parter series on how not to be a bitch is kindness starts from within so that's yes, why it does. last week we focused on how to talk to yourself nicely and how to be kind because it's only when you're kind to yourself that you can be kind to other people. I agree. 
there's a metaphor that I meant to Google before we started recording this, but then I forgot. But I think, is there some metaphor that goes along the lines of you have to fill up your own bucket before and then the overspills can go to somebody else? I was hoping you might remember it. Um, I think it might be something from the Bible. Ah, yeah, okay. I think, but I don't think it's a bucket. I think okay. it's like a cup or something. <laughs> yeah. But we'll check it out. Yeah, I just feel I'm, I'm really kind, so I have a bucket. Yeah. A cup. yeah. You remember I used that analogy before about the magic porridge pot and and kindness no okay so you know the story of the magic porridge pot Mar- the magic porridge pot is this kid's uh, story and this person has a pot and the pot is on the stove and through some magic that i can't remember it starts to make enough porridge for everyone and basically the man doesn't matter how many times you take out a bowl of porridge the porridge pot fills itself back up again and i was thinking that, that this is like what kindness is it doesn't matter how many bowls of porridge that you take from the pot of kindness it fills itself right back up again so there isn't a limit to I mean once you've cared enough for yourself so not to the point of overextending yourself but it's really nice to be kind and do kindnesses for other people because actually it fills you up inside and it makes you feel better mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and it's it's not a finite resource no it just uh, yeah it's an infinite resource so spread a little a little bit of kindness uh, goes a long way and I put a lot of store in in kindness in in other people I think it's a really really nice quality to have yeah and I also think when you start being kind and you see the world that way you assume goodness in other people as well yeah yeah so I guess I broke this down into how to be kind to the people we love and the people that we don't like when we hurt the ones that we love why are we doing it and it usually comes down to frustration we're frustrated with them so one of the big things that I was thinking about is managing expectations in other people very difficult yeah Mm -hmm. um and did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my God, mind melt. Um, just because I think when I've been frustrated with someone is because I find it very hard to admit other people are just people. people yes. The way I give myself that freedom. Yeah. Or because I'm good in certain areas, I expect everyone else to be good in certain areas as well. And then when they're not... I get frustrated and I think they're doing it to be spiteful towards me. Yeah. Well, maybe it's about acceptance. You might act in a certain way. You might be very comfortable talking. Like, for instance, I'm very comfortable talking to people. And even if they're going through a difficult situation, that's not out of my comfort zone. I have no problem in talking to somebody about their problems. But, you know, I suppose with the death of my mom more recently, some days I feel like I'm going through a a difficult situation or I'm having a rough day and I get quite frustrated that people don't ask me how I'm doing Mm -hmm. or they are not comfortable talking about my grief and I get really cross with them because I think that they should just know how to do that and they should just be able to see and they should be comfortable talking you know about emotions and and not everybody is no so maybe that's not giving people credit that just because they can't express themselves in the same way doesn't mean that they are not being sympathetic I think the best thing I've seen written down about this is that you have to appreciate other people's journeys oh yeah yeah okay you, you know everyone has their own reality yeah exactly and not everyone was as blessed as you some people were more blessed than you but then as you like to say uh, they're victim of intact homes so yeah, yeah they can't deal with the bad things as well because they haven't had those little knocks along the way to to help them realize that life's really hard yeah I was thinking about this actually I was sitting on the train to Cork the other day and this isn't necessarily something to do with someone that's very close to you but there was two women I'm going to make a lot of assumptions in this story because I don't actually know their backstory but this is what I imagined in my head and it kind of got me thinking about compassion and kindness 
but there was two women that were quite rough kind of appeared like they might have been junkies or definitely like had a hard time at some point on the train journey the ticket inspector had caught them when the woman didn't have a ticket one of them did and you know they were searching all over the place and at first I thought they were putting on an act but after a while they were so desperate looking for this ticket that I realized they actually did have a ticket and then when the ticket inspector said well you have to have a ticket you have to show me the ticket the woman was getting so frustrated and she was saying but sure it's not my fault like I've been looking for it all over like as in if I can't find it how is it my fault and the ticket inspector was saying well well you're very mature no no it's not but then I thought maybe I don't know what her journey was I don't know what her background is you don't know how she was raised if she if she had something that stunted her emotional growth that she couldn't deal with this because when you get overwhelmed by emotion you don't say the right things no you you don't don't. yeah and then um so the woman said well you'll have to get off at Mallow then you can't go all the way to Cork and I was thinking in my head what would happen if I was told I had to get off at a station that I wasn't you know I was planning on going that was yeah what was 40 miles out from where I was actually wanted to go yeah I would have a little bit of panic and if I didn't necessarily have the money to get me further I was thinking the emotions that overwhelm me and I could see it in this woman that she was just getting so overwhelmed but she didn't have she was so overwhelmed she couldn't deal the the means with which to express herself yeah and I was just seeing this situation escalate and this woman was getting she was so frustrated and she was shouting at her friend who had lost her ticket but sorry to end this big long story she gets kicked off of the train and her friend stays on it but what I noticed afterwards is that everyone on the carriage was looking at this incident happen and when the woman got off everyone laughed Oh, they laughed. They laughed at her and they were kind of like, ha ha ha. And like one of the men sitting opposite me had turned to me and a girl sitting and she was like, Jesus, can you believe that? Like as in some people. But I just thought it was. They didn't see the sadness of it. There, yeah, there was no compassion. There was no there. kindness. Like, there God, was... I hope she's okay. Or where's she going to stay tonight? Or Yeah, they couldn't. It was like a tribal. We're normal people and these are different people. And we, yeah, there was no sympathy there. I don't really have an answer to this and I don't know how that could be solved but I was just I got a bit sad about it all. Well I suppose it shows you how kindness can be tied up with judgment yeah and tied up well it's the same as compassion. It's also I think easier to be kind. I often think of it like this and I think this is the way I was brought up that actually we're all in this together we're all on this planet together. In some way, we're all made from the same stuff, whatever way you want to take that. And that person could be your cousin, your sister. It's somebody else's relation. It's somebody yeah. it's somebody else's daughter. And so just because they're not immediately connected to you doesn't mean that you should feel nothing about them. Mm-hmm. So in a situation like that, I guess you're separate. It's the us and them. You're separating yourself from others mm-hmm. as if they have no connection to you. Whereas actually, I think sometimes all you need is a little bit of kindness from a stranger to help you get through the day. At the end of the day, we're all former babies. But I think, yeah, the core in that is to recognize that you're not going to like everything that everyone does. In the series of that woman getting thrown off the train, she made a lot of terrible decisions. She spat at somebody, she shouted, she was almost carried off, but eventually she got off. But I think I think it's really important to read stories and expose yourself to as many different kind of people as possible. So you can start adding the building blocks. Like how did that woman get to from that a point baby in to, the po- yeah, yeah. to that point? Because I always think about Cheryl Strait, one of my favorite authors, is this amazing, intelligent woman um, and has done so much in her life and is, is such a beacon of, of advice that I always take. But she used to be a heroin addict. Anyone could be in that situation. And if you're not, you're in the very incredibly privileged percentage of people who were born into a 
secure home with enough to eat parents or parent that provided for you and had a vision for you that was better than maybe their own experience of life and 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 if you're if you've lo- if you're loved and have had love in your life growing up you're at such an advantage because not everybody has that yeah 99% of your life is mapped out based on just the family that you're born into and it's so hard to overcome that or get out of that and I think yeah I mean I've come across people I'm just thinking about this uh, family when I lived in Madrid they were really really loud they were in the same block as me Uh, the mother spent morning noon and night screaming at the kids she was always screaming at them to get in to get out they were you know loud and you know, I wouldn't say she was very well educated. Like outside their house was really messy. They didn't kind of bring the bins down in, in time. And she had loads of kids. She had f- four kids, which is unheard of. But I discovered um, after a while that they weren't her kids, that she had actually fostered them. They were her sisters or her brothers or somebody's. And I suddenly looked at her in a completely different light. I had no kids at the time. I had absolutely no right to judge, but mm. I did mention in my 20s, I was a bit judgy pants. I went from viewing her as this slightly crap mother who had slightly dirty children. I am now that mother, but had slightly dirty <laughs> children who were kind of running wild. And she was just really, really loud, telly on all the time, just, oh, gr- you know, grating everyone's nerves. And I just suddenly saw her as this really kind person who did this huge sacrifice of taking in someone else's children. It's hard enough to mind your own. And I learned from that. I, I realized, you know, you, you just, you never know what someone else's journey is but I think that is that everyone has a reason for the way that they act um everyone yeah everyone has a journey behind them that you don't know and you're not ever going to know everybody's journey but you just have to assume that there's factors that they could have controlled that have made them the way they are yeah and I think that's why it's it's difficult maybe to be kind in your 20s because you don't know you haven't met enough people to experience that people act the way they do because they've got stuff behind them I think maybe it was different because I spent an awful lot of my 20s in hospitals with my mom and I knew that life I think I learned early that life can be kind of shit yes there's not always a massive sob story behind why people are bad I would have worked with people who were from great wealthy backgrounds but maybe their parents emotionally weren't there for them or they they treated them very cruelly or they they encouraged competition instead of of loving and there's different you know it's not always smack bang in your face no it's not um and it's very hard to judge from the outside looking in like to look at another relationship or another family and try even figure out what is going on between any two people so I suppose what are we saying cut people some slack um and yeah don't assume somebody's a bad person because they're acting in a certain way Mm -hmm. and nobody's going to be perfect and your own friends sometimes are going to do shitty things to you or just act unkindly and maybe they're just going through their own stuff don't always assume it's about you because the one thing I've learned it's nearly always never about you (laughs) like it's it's such a pity yeah (laughs) I was thinking about this as well with kindness it comes hand in hand with to give kindness to other people you also have to give kindness to yourself as in you don't want to drain yourself either sometimes being kind to everybody is being unkind to yourself yeah you have to do it in um you have to set boundaries for yourself I mean that's certainly something I wasn't good at in my 20s I am still not great um but you know you can tend to overextend yourself and and 
the desire to please as a way of seeking approval or affection. I think if you are considering doing something for somebody else, ask yourself why you're doing it. And if it's genuinely just for love for this person or out of kindness, but not expecting anything at all in return, then absolutely go for it. It'll make you feel good. Um, but I do know some people and um, they will do kindnesses for other and then get angry that it's not reciprocated and that's not a good place to be in because you cannot then it's not you're not being kind you're selling something yeah you know or you're 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 bartering mm-hmm. um so you're you're I'll do this for you but now I expect you to act in this in this certain way back yeah it you you it doesn't work like that mm-hmm. you have to do it out of love because you want to do it yeah the reward comes from yourself because you feel good because you've done something Mm -hmm. yeah I think as well what we haven't talked about is how actually being kind to others makes you feel better about yourself and if you're feeling a bit down and feeling a bit depressed that actually a small kindness to others can lift you out of yourself you know it could be just a conversation with somebody who's a bit under the weather on the streets or maybe somebody and you can see they've got um, mental health problems and they start talking to you just talk back to them it doesn't mm-hmm. cost you anything and and that might have made that person's day that might be just enough to lift them uh, for that and you 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 know you do feel better um, about yourself or actually actively seek it out I know for some people going through rough times volunteering or helping out like you know the soup kitchens and the city center or homeless or whatever charity swim whatever it is it it lifts you out of your own head and your own situation mental health um depends a lot of the time on maintaining perspective especially through more difficult times so actually you're helping others but it's a win-win because you're helping yourself because I think when you help others as well it it almost shows you that you're worthwhile in this world you're having a a value yeah you're you're yeah you're helping it out and I think charity as well like is it's a great way to expose yourself to people you wouldn't necessarily hang around with you know it's a great way to see perspective yeah and and maybe make some new friends or you, well, you only need one. But if, you know, you don't have a wide circle of friends and you do want to get to know some other people, I think that's often a good place to start. Yeah. Because you're going to meet people from all walks of life and really varied and interesting and quirky mm-hmm. people. Yeah. If I only hung around with other graphic designers, say, <laughs> that I went in the college, we only have a certain arsenal of skills to help each yes. other out, you know, as in like, I need you in my life because yeah. you guide me and you can tell me things from a completely different perspective and like that. And you need friends who are younger than you for when you get oh older my God. and you all need, your other friends die. I heart you know? yeah. But even before that, you need younger friends or yeah, because otherwise you just feel that all like, say I'm at the stage of like I have kids now, you, you can feel that everybody's just talking about the same stuff all the time like I remember when I was your age and I was working in my first job in Galway and I just used to be so bored at lunchtime because I had to go out with the same uh, bunch of women and they weren't boring women but just the stage they were at in their life was they were all buying houses and a lot of the lunchtime conversation was about you know picking tiles getting a new kitchen in what colors they were putting on the walls of their uh, bedrooms that kind of thing and now 
10 years later I would have been quite happy to discuss DIY you know what am I talking about even now I love it and uh, you know everything from tiny homes to all those you know 60 second makeover I love all that but at the time I was just I was so bored because you know it was too much of one thing but I think you have too much of one thing within your own group as well mm, definitely. Yeah. Different perspectives are always a good idea um, and it's quite and future proofing against dead friends when you're old yes that is it's just insurance really it's yeah. like having a million children back in the 1800s <laughs> it's an important thing to do um but yeah it's because it's uh I'm quite interested in the idea of polarization at the moment with everything that's going on in the states and Europe and Brexit and if you look at Germany with the neo-Nazis versus the ultra-liberal and but it's this idea if you only hang around in one gang and it's very hard to empathize with anyone outside of your circle it becomes a me and them it becomes this tribe versus this tribe and you don't see each other all as humans of the same place no you see them as the enemy basically and you don't want to get on with them anymore like that girl you saw on the train if you had yeah. no experience of someone like her, mm-hmm. you could, as you say, look at her and go, look at that junkie, look at this, look at you. You would just judge her because you didn't know anyone like her. Yeah. So um, the more you meet a wider variety of people, you don't assume the person who was born into a rich family has it made and has it perfect. And, you know, that they've had the perfect life anymore that you assume somebody who is born into more difficult circumstances you know oh should they're just lazy that whole family sure none of them has ever worked it's not it doesn't work like that it's way more complex than that yeah as you say if you only have one type of friend or acquaintance you you don't know that so you can't possibly understand yeah so yeah. to conclude broaden your horizons broaden expose your horizons, yourself to yeah. many different types of people as possible i don't mean mm-hmm. expose yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> One thing I was thinking about, though, is that I find it quite hard to be empathetic. Like, so I think I am good in general about being empathetic to people, but I really struggle with people I'm jealous of. Oh, yeah, okay. This is just people with intact homes. I get really jealous of them. So people who have a mom and a dad, and maybe they they live there, and they get their, you know, their washing done for them. Yes. And they get meals on the table, and they have a a place to go for Christmas. Like, as in, I get... Yeah. I just get really... And I find it really hard to be kind to them because I think well you're making all those mistakes and look sure you've uh, you have everything there yeah you have everything but that I don't have yeah maybe it's back to they're entitled to their own reality yeah and life is a journey and it might seem easy for them now but you you just don't know like their shit will come at, at another point in their life nobody's winning all the time I just feel like that maybe and I feel like it more since I've had kids don't get too smug for any length of time because you know you might be winning on the oh my baby's great and it's sleeping you know through the night and I'm an amazing mom but then two weeks later you have a completely different child nobody's winning all of the time and I think that's it for life and you know what maybe you look at those people who have the intact home you know as I mentioned before that we coined a phrase in my house growing up because my parents were separated at a time which was quite unusual in Ireland in the 1980s and we used to refer to people whose parents were still together the type of family unit you're talking about parents Mm -hmm. still together relatively sane happy well adjusted dinners on the table blah 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 and that those children were victims of intact homes and um, if so if you are um, born into a home like that sometimes you're not being set up well for life you you are living in a little bit of a bubble so maybe you just try and remember that when you're getting jealous and you just think God help this person when something bad happens Um, because then 
really the shit will hit the fan. I remember one girl that I was in college with and she was a victim of an intact home. And then in her final year, I think her parents separated and she lost the plot. She fell to pieces. She just couldn't cope with it because nothing bad had ever happened to her up to that point. And she just, she, she, she didn't know life could be really hard and she had to learn it at that particular point in in time and yeah she didn't cope well yeah and I think in some ways maybe maybe you're not as equipped for life Mm. if everything's just gone swimmingly yeah but yeah but I don't I guess I don't like the part of myself if I'm like yeah sure maybe they're not ready for these things and when something bad happens them they can't handle it there's a little bit of me that's like oh maybe it will oh yeah good good. (laughs) yeah but then again I think bad things will happen to everyone but I don't life is a roller coaster it is you've just got to ride it yeah yeah yeah. um but I think it's there's Jocko Williams he's like an American he's ex-navy he wrote this book about extreme ownership that's very good but he basically he has this five minute YouTube clip maybe I'll link it below actually but it's basically like you could get your leg chopped off in war basically and Jocko would turn and say to you good why (laughs) or he'd be like you know you go to Jocko and you say Jocko my wife has left me and he would look at you and he'd go, good. Because he basically, he just believes that all the bad things make you such a stronger person. Yeah, He's well, like, there's true. a lesson in every bad thing to happen to you. Like, you've no idea how strong you are. You have to go through the painful stuff to realize how deep you can dig. Yeah. It's like tiredness, right? Mm-hmm. You know, before you have kids, you think you know what tiredness is. You're like, oh, you don't sleep for a night or you're out partying and you have to spend the whole day, you know, the whole next day lying on the couch. You're not really tired unless you actually physically want to vomit with tiredness. And then, you know, you're get, you're getting there and even when you've reached the point of I want to vomit with tiredness you can still actually go about another three nights sleep without Mm. tiredness so it's a bit like that I think with your own strength you think you have so much but actually you've so so much much more more than you know yeah yeah and and you don't even have to delve into it but when you have to I mean that's one of my favorite expressions you know dig deep Mm. like so many times in my life where I have to do something and I I don't think I can and I say to myself dig deep come on or you know we got to dig deep and you really do dig deep and you realize god I that you know I can like you know there are depths there that I can't even begin to to fathom so myself and Deirdre did the Camino in April yeah was it yeah um we did the Camino but before that I could probably didn't do go, the whole thing we didn't do the whole thing sorry we did six days of it basically yeah. but you're you're walking from morning to night kind of and then you stay in a hospital and then 10 hours yeah, yeah and then you you take off the next morning you do it again and over mountains big hills slopes everything you kind of yeah you do the whole train but before I did that I would have thought even physically I would I would go on maybe a three-hour hike and then I would be like you That's redefine my distance in the yeah. same way you redefine tiredness or you redefine struggle problems or, yeah. mm-hmm. or struggle yeah you yeah you, what what seemed like a huge distance before you were like nah, yeah t- only 13k oh yeah yeah and not to get cheesy but it's literally like you don't have to think about the whole walk it's just one step in At front the time, of the other yeah. and it's the same way I remember I was on a date before actually I can there always comes a t- when I'm dating there comes a time where I have to tell someone I'm an orphan basically I'm a 20 year old orphan and <laughs> sorry I should laugh no it is, <laughs> it is yeah and then that like really like talk about being upfront with people about what you so expect that's a passion killer it's a it's yeah well I don't you know I don't do between the sheets <laughs> Um, but it's uh, yeah there comes a time that you have to tell people but I remember I was on a date before and I told this guy I was like oh both my parents are dead actually and he turned to me and he just goes god what is that like um I I always wonder when that happens to me because it happens to everyone obviously he's just like I don't know if I would be able to handle it or not and I'd never thought about it before 
but it just happens to you like as in it's not and it's not you can't think about climbing the whole mountain you've just got to take it step by step and at the time I was just living it like as in you know as way when my mom was in hospital and then she passed away I just lived it and then in hindsight I think god that was very sad for young Amy what I did want to talk about though is in the in the mix between compassion to other people and to yourself in dealing with difficult people I really wanted to say this is that basically you have to realize when people aren't meeting the expectations that you have for them or they're disappointing you or they're annoying you you have to say to yourself basically at this moment in time this difficult person is either not capable of meeting my expectations Mm -hmm. of how I want to be treated or they're not interested Mm -hmm. in meeting my expectations so then either you can it depends who they are in your life so maybe they're related and they're never going to be out but you either have to say I I'm I have enough resources that I can calmly help them if they want to change I can help them adjust or you can limit your time with those I think limiting your time is often the best answer given that time is so limited yeah and you can change how you react to them mm-hmm. you might find yourself banging your head against a brick wall or you what happens when you meet somebody who um isn't as you say meeting your expectations or behaving the way you expect them to be either because they're not interested or they can't and maybe they can't if you subdivided that because they're just not in a place right now that they can or else they're actually like there's something wrong with them they're a narcissist or they're a sociopath or they just don't function the way normal in its broadest sense um normal people function in in social interactions in your universe Mm -hmm. um so uh the solution in in the case of the person who just isn't meeting your expectations for whatever reason very often just change how you react to that person expect less for them mm-hmm. from them lower your expectations yeah. and just expect nothing and that just frees you up from a, a lifetime of reacting to them in a certain way that just upsets you yeah 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 and I think you can have kindness in the sense of the way that you think about them so you can understand why they're difficult what background might make them difficult but if they don't make you feel good it, you don't have to spend time with them yeah. it's yeah I think it's very hard especially if it's somebody in your family or in your extended family or in your friend circle and if you <laughs> you're used to dealing with people a certain way and getting a certain reaction it's very hard to just accept that people are just very different and there's lots of different people in the world that act in very different ways and just because they don't act in the way that you're used to you, you can't change people you mm-hmm. just have to accept it and yeah move on just mm-hmm. concentrate your time on the people who make you feel good yeah you don't have to be friends with everyone and everyone doesn't mm-hmm. have to be friends with you and um, some people just are toxic and you shouldn't be around them yeah yeah and a disproportionate number of bosses are actually sociopaths Mm -hmm. because um the traits that make you a sociopath lack of empathy and sort of a an ability to just focus on the task at hand and ignore human emotion is actually often what helps you get ahead in life and business so you are going to end up working for a sociopath at some point in your life and the Uh, only solution mm -hmm. for dealing with someone like that is actually to get away from them because nothing in your arsenal it doesn't matter what life experience you have it doesn't matter what age you are it doesn't matter where you are in the pecking order in in the organization you're working in 
nothing you have will work because you're not dealing with a normal sorry you're not dealing with a person with normal mm-hmm. emotional responses no so the mm-hmm. safest and kindest thing to do for yourself is actually remove yourself from that situation which is so dangerous for your mental health yeah it's hard to do at the start yeah. um but i think self-referral is um like trusting your own um instincts and probably we haven't touched on this mm-hmm. enough yet but you know, sometimes you might meet somebody and you get a gut instinct. Mm. Just literally the first few seconds you meet somebody and and you get this, oh, I didn't really like him at first, but then he seemed really nice. He seemed really charming or, you know, but then I was hearing all of these other people were going on about how nice he was. So I just thought, oh, no, 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 he, it must be just me. I read this book ages ago and it was about how we make snap judgments about people and situations. And it kind of goes against the the wisdom that's out there, like you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And what the author was saying was that actually our ability to do exactly that, to judge a book by its cover very, very quickly and make a snap judgment is what has led to our survival. It's why you're ah, here today, because we are designed to you know, we're making judgment calls all the time about different situations, different people. And and in the past, that could have been the difference between life and death. So what he was saying is when you meet somebody, your subconscious mind is working so fast to decide if the situation is safe or not for you. And when you meet um, a, a toxic person, you know, pay attention to your initial reaction and, and how you're you're feeling and don't disregard it because there's often a truth in it that gets lost you know so that the logical mind takes over and you'd say but then they said this to me and and they were so kind when they acted in this way and it's interesting because children have this we're all born with this like children work much more from their gut you know the way they say children and, and animals are a good judge of people mm-hmm. and I had a situation with my daughter where she had made a, a friend but you know the friend wasn't making her feel good about herself and I was trying to teach her how to how to judge when a friend is right for you and when a friend is not right for you and and the friend could be giving you things or could be inviting you places or you know showing you nice experiences but I said don't listen to that how does that person make you feel inside and I think um that's the most important truth you have like really value your own opinion you know listen to yourself yeah and and it's back to your body and your body is telling you the truth always mm-hmm. in my own experience it never lies and yeah. I've had situations where I am being lied to my face mm-hmm. and people are telling me no 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 no, it's a truth and all the signs are pointing at the truth but my insides are going crazy and I know it's a lie mm-hmm. now in the past I didn't trust that I trust it now yeah and I would say just your instincts don't lie no because we're animals at the end of the day yeah, yeah. so if we can assume a dog knows mm-hmm. if a person is good or bad to put a very childishly or simply I think as adults surely we have at least as much intelligence as a dog Mm -hmm. so trust yourself yeah you'll Mm -hmm. save yourself a whole heap of hassle and that goes from everything from relationships you know you're going to you're meeting new people or you're in a situation or you're going for an interview and you get that vibe Mm -hmm. listen to that vibe yeah that Mm -hmm. vibe is that vibe is the truth Sometimes I find I get that vibe, but I don't know how to read it just yet. So yeah. I'll get a really bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. But I think I, I always remember I, I quit my job recently on my last day. I was sitting at my desk 
and I got a feeling in the pit of my stomach that someone I loved was going to get into a car accident so I text you do you remember this day I text you and do you not remember this? Oh, oh my God, it's so inspirational in my mind. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like major moment in your life. Here we are, like a goldfish. Oh, never <laughs> Two days later. So basically, later. I had this horrible feeling in my stomach and I texted Deirdre and I said, um, I just feel like someone's going to be in a really bad accident. And you text me back this big, long, inspirational text that just basically said, Amy, you're quitting your job and you're nervous. Yeah. You were like, scared. you're scared. You're and scared. I, But I didn't know how to recognize it. As, yeah. in, as in how to tell the difference. That's just like a free fo- floating kind of anxiety thing as yeah. opposed to a reaction to a specific mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's, that's, and that's very real. Mm-hmm. Like change is hugely scary. Yeah. yeah. But we'll probably talk about that in another podcast. Sure. Why not? <laughs> we'll add it in. Okay. I think in summary, the world will benefit from a bit more compassion. You know, there's no need to stay bitter about people. and But yeah, you have to, <laughs> I think, what what's our summary over these two episodes? It's just be kind to yourself and, and be kind to the world, but put it in balance. Yeah, and be kind to yourself first. You know, <laughs> that expression that we need to look up. F- fill up your own cup first. Um, and err on the side of being non-judgmental when you come across people and assume they have a backstory you can't even begin to understand and then some people are just people who you don't like for whatever reason and what you do with them is you just try and limit your time with them and if that's somebody like your boss or a co-worker that sits beside you and you can't escape from them then work on changing how you react to them while planning your exit strategy. I think we're we're finished up. Are we finished up? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to end this now? Yeah, we can end this now. That was heavy, but good. Yeah, I think it was really good.